You're listening to the Overly Confident Podcast with your host, Derek Hyde and Garrett Lay. Hello and welcome to Overly Confident Episode 7. I've got a new mic, good show, and new equipment for me, so I'm going to sound a heck of a lot better than I have in prior episodes. That being oh, yes. said, we've got Garrett's roommate Amon with us today. He's a good time, and we'll just quickly send it over to us over there. All right, uh, this is Amon. This is our guest for today. I live with him. Uh, I lived with him last year. I'm going to live with him in the future. Uh, despite how disgusting he is, uh, I have chosen to live with him. I'm just kidding. He actually is a great cook and one of the cleanest of all of us. Though he does like uh, one thing everyone should know is he very much enjoys bath mats. As a matter of fact, his bathroom was covered. The floor was covered in soft bath mats. Now, granted, it does make the floor much warmer because the floor was made of, what was it? Stone. Soft, cushiony goodness. Well, yeah, yours was. Ours was yeah. made of stone. Right. Um, or whatever. Yeah, whatever it was. And it made my feet feel weird if I went in their bathroom ever. He loved Wait, it. So you yeah. practically had a carpeted bathroom? Yes, basically. That's basically <laughs> yeah, what he did. That's basically <laughs> what he crafted. Yes. Yeah, so I'm very weird about certain things. I'm very anal about certain things. Um, I'm not a pain to live with, but you know, no, he's not. Point, at some point, you're just kind of like, why am I doing this? <laughs> yeah. Um, so we had a somewhat small bathroom. Um, should I introduce myself quickly? Yeah, probably. I really jumped into just a weird quirk about Okay, yeah, no yeah. problem. No background on who you were whatsoever. Yeah, so hi, my name is Amon Ramon. I am from Detroit, Michigan. I am Garrett's roommate um, in college. Um, you know, I wouldn't say we're friends yet. You know, we don't really yeah. know each other that well. We yeah. probably should live together for at least one more year before we yeah. even really start considering using the F word. Yeah, absolutely. The effort, it's a big step. I don't think yeah, we're there No. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't think I should be getting called dirty from the guy who scrubs himself in charcoal every day. That's so me. anyways, um, yeah, the, way, the way our, uh, our bathroom is set up is we had a bath mat when you walk in. We had a bath mat by the toilet. We had a bath mat under the sink. And we had a bath mat um, outside the shower. So therefore, in a small college dorm bathroom, that was, in fact, the entire floor. <laughs> yeah, it was basically carpet, yes. So you had a welcome mat to your bathroom? Basically. Hey, man, that's my dojo. <laughs> yeah. We could get – I would be on board with getting a welcome mat. Like, I don't know what it would say. It would be some quirky saying, like, bought at a home goods store on a bath mat or a welcome mat before you entered our bathroom. I feel like it should be something like good luck. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> yeah. Godspeed. <laughs> Something Godspeed like that. Maverick. Where are you yeah. planning on finding a, a welcome mat that says Godspeed? <laughs> I'll make one. You can make custom welcome mats. The only place that would be needed is like a haunted house. And that's yeah. about it. Godspeed. <laughs> Don't tread on me. It'll be something super patriotic before you go and poop. Well, <laughs> God bless America. Yeah. I mean, I mean, speaking of that, at my apartment at Up in State College, mm-hmm. one of my roommates, Jackson, bought that, uh, the, the parody flag to don't tread on me the uh no step on snack and it's just a cut up snake and a on a flag it's the strangest thing we've ever seen and he would have never found it if it wasn't flying at a tailgate on our way to one of the football games because because so many people go to state college football games for for Mm. penn state the way you know where you're going is by the flags that people are hanging up 
Right. So if you have a Penn State flag, you can't just say, oh, I have the Penn State flag because you and 90,000 other people have a Penn State flag. So you got to find the most random flag possible so that you can tell people which tailgate is yours. Right. Every country under the sun has a flag there. This no step on snack one just so happened to be one of the ones that was chosen. And there's yeah. always a bunch of NFL teams too. It's, so, it's crazy. So as you, as you speak of the size of Penn State, I could not compare because my loyalty falls purely with uh, the University of Pittsburgh, who, granted, does not have a bad uh, football team. Not a bad sports program at all. As, as a matter of fact, I was proud to see that we were number one at one point in history on the AP poll in college hoops. And they made a nice graphic celebrating all the teams that were ever ranked number one in the AP college hoops uh, ranking. And Pitt was on there. That was awesome. But Amon. That was probably the same year Penn State basketball as, made it to the final four, which was like 1954. Yes, but they weren't ranked number one. Anyway, Amon has dual loyalty and he likes the University of Michigan and they can actually compete with Penn State. Mm -hmm. So, Amon, have you been to perhaps a tailgate around the University of Michigan? And is your stadium larger than Beaver Stadium? Can it seat more people? Yeah. So, before I even answer that question, I just want to touch on something real quick. I have a stopwatch Mm. here. It's going to take one minute. Okay. I do not think Pitt has good sports. I'm ashamed. I came to Pitt in part because of the football and was greatly let down. That's fair. Wow. You know what? That's fair. It's not wrong. It's not wrong. That's why I compare it to. The winning program in college football history, the University of Michigan, the leaders and the best. High standard. Yes, it's fine. I'm good. And yeah, uh, we do have uh, the largest uh, sports stadium in the entire world and the Hmm. third largest stadium of any type. Any type of container for people, the third largest. It's It's not the largest stadium in the world. Largest sports stadium. Look it up. The one in Pyongyang is bigger. Really? Uh, that doesn't count. Yeah, the, the one in North Korea is oh, technically a soccer again, stadium, but no, it seats no, like... Are you going to trust <laughs> the numbers coming out of North Korea? They said nobody had the coronavirus. Right. <laughs> you're going to count. You're going to trust the number of seats they have in their largest stadium in the world? Hey, it's apparently like 125,000. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. In America, at least. Um, it's massive. Look it up. <laughs> I okay, I'll look up. Is the North Korean stadium bigger than the big house? I'm yeah. sure. Just look up largest stadium in the world. I guarantee what comes up is the North well, Korean he one. He still holds the America title. Largest in yeah, America. You, you can have the America title. Because we'll Americans were all that matter. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Overly um, confident, as we are. But yeah, you know, I do have this question for Derek, because, you know, I hear a lot about Penn State. I have not visited yet. Let's see, what does that say? Pyongyang. I don't believe it. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Never trust the internet. It um, accommodates 150,000 people. Oh, God. That's... I'm not going to even try to pronounce it because it's Korean, and I cannot oh, speak that at all. The stadium, though, is sure. massive. I think the track around it doubles the size of the field in the middle. There's no good seat in this place, but it seats a lot of people. That's incredible. 150,000. There's got to be just an army of humans. No, oh, I think that's their entire population. And I think that's the point. <laughs> everyone in one stadium. For sure. Yeah, that's everyone there. You got to be. What I think they run place. like marathons there too. It's kind of nuts. Oh, that's got to be the most monotonous marathon. I was going to say that would stink running around in a circle for 26.2 miles. Well, no, you go through the city, but I, you 
end up. Oh, you, you start, start and, finish and finish. There. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, and I think you do a whole lap at one point. I don't okay. really know. I watched a documentary on it. It was actually pretty good where some like hmm. Americans and British people went to it. They said like the hotel you were in was like you could not leave your floor. So like you're there for a week and you're yeah. getting ready for a marathon. And the only thing you've got is a treadmill in the weight room and running up and down the hallway. It's probably not good training. No. That's how I train for marathons. Is it Garrett? Mm-hmm. Your marathon experience? <laughs> yes. It's extensive. <laughs> hey, I've, people I've tried to eight. get me to run the half marathon in Pittsburgh, but Corona saved me from that one. So. Oh God. The one good thing about Corona yeah. <laughs> yeah. Save me from Can't running run long distance, twelve and a half miles in an official competition. Huh? Uh, so, Derek, as a Penn State student, I mean, mm-hmm. I gotta. It's been two years now, four semesters. I gotta come visit and I gotta come check it out. I was yeah, absolutely. Talking with Garrett this past time you went, but um, whatever. So, yeah, uh, what I was gonna ask you was, football is the big thing there, right? Absolutely, it's football trumps all. The basketball school thing is just a joke. Don't believe oh. that. <laughs> Trust me, I did not think that was the case. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone makes merchandise because they finished in the top 25 once in the past 20 mm. years. So everyone was like freaking out about it. So we're like, ah, Penn State is a football and basketball school. And then when they suck next year and it's just football again, everything will go back to normal. Yeah, trust me, I can really. Michigan's the same way. What would you do if, I mean, are people, would people be bored there without football? No, I mean, there's plenty of stuff to do. Our hockey team's pretty good. Yeah, hockey team's pretty good. Our wrestling team at Penn State sells out our basketball arena. Yeah, their wrestling team's good, too. Yeah, isn't your wrestling team just fantastic? Bo Nickel. Yeah, Penn State wrestling has won nine of the past ten national championships. Uh, Their streak of most winning matches against other teams – not like individual, but like as a total team, I think ended after a couple years. Mm-hmm. But like they've got a bunch of people on the Olympic team. They're nuts. They normally play at Rec Hall, which is like our smallest venue. It's where like volleyball plays. But for their biggest matches, which is like Ohio State and Iowa, they move it to the basketball arena and it sells out. Like wow. all probably about 15,000 seats in there for wrestling. For, it's, uh, it's that's wow good for them well so penn state fans will love and support anything mm-hmm. if they're consistently good and like you make it worth their while to go because mm-hmm. like our the women's soccer games there will sell out at the beginning of the season when it's warm obviously when it's cold it kind of trickles down but yeah. if they're good they come and if you're like basketball and you stink for 10 years then mm-hmm. people don't see a need to waste their time on a Tuesday to come out to state college at night and watch a game there. How do you guys get around campus? Is there a bus system? Yeah, there's, yeah, there's a, we get four free buses there, travel all around the campus and back. But personally, I, I walk most of the time, even though it's massive, my health app was unreal. I was walking Mm -hmm. like almost half marathons, probably about two or three times a week. So you get your steps in. Yeah, absolutely. You absolutely get those steps, your steps in. in. Yeah, burn those calories. Yeah. yeah, well, funny story about the distance. Burning calories? Oh. Is whenever – so at Penn State, you schedule your classes before you know where you're living. Okay. So Ooh. I scheduled during my new student orientation. Obviously, I didn't know where my dorm was. Mm-hmm. And my I have, like, an advisor over my shoulder, and I'm like, is this, like, far – 
from where I should be living. She's like, well, you don't know where you're going to live, but assuming you live here, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up living in East and had a class on the opposite corner of campus. It was like a 20 minute walk every That's single fun. Friday, every single Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And I had to do that because the advisor lied to me and said, it's not that bad. And then I walked over a mile to class every day. You gotta love advisors, man. That's terrible. <laughs> Would you say that's the full length of campus? If you walk 20 minutes on one side, you're at the other side in 20 minutes? Uh, well, camp- Penn State is very massive. Um, so there's parts that are way off campus that are still technically Penn State. But as far as like the main area, if you walked from, I don't know, because then beyond the dorms is like all the sporting facilities. Mm. If you walked from Beaver Stadium to the farthest building that's like connected to main campus, it's probably about a half an hour walk. It's uh, very expansive, but it's flat. So it's not that bad. Uh, That's the one thing that I've, uh, I always, sorry, I always complain. I was going to say something else, but we keep it PG. I always complain about this (laughs) in the moment, Um, how not flat it is in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Because, I mean, Michigan, I mean, Chase can tell you this. It's just like, mm-hmm. And when I visited State College, it was like, oh, God, this is nice. Because, I mean, we were driving through, you know, PA and everything's yeah. ups and downs and ups and downs. I mean, I like we're going to we're gonna have to walk up such a massive hill every day. Because oh, it's going to be even farther uphill than where we lived last time. Um, we're going to get our – not as many steps, but elevation change will be massive. Um, Dude, our calves are going to be popping. Our asses are going to be fa- – oh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, true. Our g- glutes will be thick. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I so, mean, I've always kind of wondered what's it like to go up a uh, cardiac hill in the middle of January after a nice ice storm in this, Pittsburgh. This year it was okay. <laughs> yeah, this year it was okay because it was so warm, which is weird because now it's still cold out in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, but last year, when it was when there were days where it was like negative ten with the wind chill, it was brutal, and like people would slide. You could slide all the way down the hill sometimes, like if you just like got a running start and planted your feet, you could just glide yeah. down the sidewalk. I remember one time our other roommate reached one. He uh, almost slept through an exam, and he said he sprinted down the hill, and I can't believe he didn't die because he said he ran all the way there and the same day I went out like an hour and a half later to go to class and I couldn't walk down the hill I had to like pull myself on the railing because it was so slippery so I have no idea how he ran at full speed down the hill but he is an athletic dude yeah 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 you know how Rutan is with school man he would break his neck if it meant getting to that's true yeah you would too yeah I'm not actually we probably all would we probably all would I mean, one of the things that uh, at Penn State that students do is you can steal the um, the like cafeteria trays. <laughs> There's a couple of hills on campus that you can slide down them like garbage lids. Anyone ever try that on Cardiac Hill, or is that instantaneous well, death? I mean, you'd be sliding down a main road, so you'd probably die. What if you did on the sidewalk? Um, you could do it, but there's just normally too many people. Um, I could try it though if you really want me to. I'll give it a shot. I yeah, think well, uh, I think Pit Barstow would be all over. You'll that. have to skip over an intersection, um, <laughs> just purely like 
yeah, the control you would have to have over like where you're going would have to be great because you would go crashing like over a railing into the psych hospital or something like that. That would be a mess. <laughs> They'd probably admit you right away. What about, about the, uh, what about the Green Hill next to uh, the Pete? Can you go down that? It's not yeah. really that steep. It's not, not that really. steep. People like have done it. I've seen them do it before. Um, the hill right outside of our dorm last year, people sl- uh, slid down a little bit. Um, but now they're replacing it with like, I don't know, it looks like road and they're like building more dorms over there. So they're kind of taking away that hill. But you can go to Shenley. You can go to the park and sled. Hmm. Um, I have not done that yet, but you definitely could. Which we yeah, How is the sledding out there? You talked about it, but we didn't get much snow, so we never got to go. Yeah, I have never done it. So oh. I don't know if it's any – I know people go. Um, I have never been one of those people. But, you know, when, when, if it does snow a lot this year, I say we go. Um, maybe we steal cafeteria trays. Maybe not. I don't know what we'll, how we'll go down, but maybe we'll figure we... out a way. <laughs> hey, speaking of cafeteria, um, since this is free-flowing – would you like to tell Derek and the viewers as well what Retwan has to do um, due to our what are the odds game? Uh, where he has to pretend to be blind? Indeed. Would you like to tell that full story? <laughs> yeah, he has to. So this happened a while ago. We are big into playing what are the odds. If you don't know what what are the odds are, it's where one person says something. What are the odds you do this? I don't know. Let's – for uh, – for fun's sake, let's say, uh, Derek, what are the odds you rob the nearest convenience store? Uh, um, easy, one in three. Exactly. So he says a num- one odds, one out of three. Or normally, when it's something like rob a convenience store, you would say one out of ten. Mm-hmm. Um, and one other person counts down. So, Amon, go ahead, give us an example here. You count down for Derek and I. One, two, three, two. Three. Dang it. So, as we can see, Derek and I did not say the same number, so he does not have to rob the convenience store. Um, That's how you play. Yeah, and that's basically it. Yeah, if you get the same number, then you have to do something absurd. Yeah, if we both had said three, Derek would have had to rob the convenience store. Um, But Obligation. I don't know who did it, but Retwan got one where it's what are the odds. I don't know who. I wasn't in the room, so don't blame me for yeah, yeah, I think you were in class. Okay, so I guess I got to tell this story. That's why things Fine. I'll tell the funniest story we have. Um, <laughs> so here's what happens. So Rituan was going to go to Penn State for the uh, – Rituan's our roommate. For those of you who don't know, we talked about him a good amount because we love him. Our other roommate That's is right. Logan D'Angelo will be joining us. Yes, and um, Eric Howison. If you just want to know another name, that's someone else who will live with us. Yeah. Um, the king of Delta Chi. Oh, that's hopefully. right. Um, so anyway, so Rituan, he, uh, he was getting a present for someone that he's no longer dating, but was dating at the time who lives in Penn state, um, or goes to Penn state for school. And, um, you know, some people get flowers. Some people will get like a nice handwritten letter. I'm big into those, you know, I think it's very heartfelt. He got a curtain rod. Um, you know, that's our guy. He, he, he got her a curtain rod cause, uh, he may be romantic, but he's clearly also pragmatic. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> He, uh, he's extremely pragmatic. You're right. He's extremely pragmatic. Maybe it's he needed fault. a curtain rod. Got a curtain rod. Yep. So um, no flowers, just a curtain rod. So um, <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so he walks into our like our, our living room. It's a tiny as dorm room. So when I say living room, I mean like a closet. Oh, it was pretty freaking nice. Who am I kidding? But it, you know, he walks into our living room and he goes. Uh, you know, he's feeling, he's feeling, he's feeling, you know, a little freaky. So he walks in and he says, all right, guys, one out of 10, what are the odds? 
I go to Perch, which is our cafeteria. And I put on sunglasses and I walk around with this curtain rod like a blind person with, you know, a poking stick. Yeah, Wait, he, did he this came up with it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, he came up with it. Yes, like a fool. Like a fool. And uh, Eric and him both said four. And uh, he still hasn't done it. Um, still hasn't but, done it, mainly because we're scared of how offended people might get um, when they realize he is, in fact, not blind. And he's simply uh, parroting a disability, which certainly can get you in trouble. But he did say, what are the odds? And he put it on himself. But so, does he still – he doesn't still have the curtain rod, No, we're going to find him something else. Maybe yeah, we'll actually buy an actual – like. You could get the actual one with, like, the yeah. ball on the end. I don't know how expensive those are, but we could. See, the problem is – okay, here's the thing. Say, I wanna... We could say – we could say – just to cover – just to cover our tracks here, we could just say he just got LASIK eye surgery or something. I don't think they give you the cane for that. They don't, but yeah, maybe Retwan is a he's a special kid. Maybe he needs it. <laughs> maybe he's being extra cautious. Yeah, so that's what we could say if anyone's like, um, if anyone's like, why are you, you know, pretending to be blind? He'd be like, because I kind of am. I just had LASIK eye surgery. Now I can see really well, and hopefully no one asks for a doctor's note or something like you were skipping high school. Yeah, can I give a disclaimer? Yes. First of all, I think you're really overestimating how much how much college students would care. Well, no, here's the problem, Derek. We've been going to this cafeteria for over two years. People will recognize him. <laughs> yeah. I'm, personally, I'm tight with all the employees. Like I know that's true. <laughs> oh, and I mean, everyone recognizes our faces. You know, all the other freshmen and sophomores, and we're not rising juniors. You know. So they'll know that he's not blind. <laughs> I'm saying LASIK eye surgery is the way to go. Yeah, I guess if somebody asks. But the disclaimer was that we're good kids, so we're not yeah. doing this. Hey, we aren't actually like make. yeah, it was his fault. He put it on himself. And the only reason we're following through is because we like to uphold the integrity of the game, which says if you agree to the odds, particularly if you make them up yourself, you're probably going to have to do it. Yep. Um, but you said probably. Does that mean there's a caveat for our friend Retwan? I, I mean, maybe if it's like if Retwan was like, "Hey, what are the odds I murder one of you?" and then we got it. I mean, I would say, "How about we don't do that?" But like, you know, so life-threatening is the only. Yeah. Cop out. <laughs> yes, probably. There's also like, a cop out where if ev- if everybody agrees that it can be reduced or they don't have to do it, then it's okay. Yeah. Which yeah. I I was kind of like, yeah. But, you know, now, now that it hasn't even happened, I'm just kind of disappointed. I'm like, we just got to resolve this conflict that is weighing over us, particularly when we're going to live in a house again for two years together. We right. can't just have this weight on us. You can't have that kind of weight in a relationship. Mm. That has to be, that is a demon that has to be addressed. Absolutely. I think so, instead of having him do it at that building, I, Retwan, I hope you're listening. I think the idea should be he has to walk from a building on the edge of your campus He'd get hit by a car, bro. He'd get hit by a bus. Guarantee you, he'd get hit by a bus. Wait, that's actually not a terrible alternative. No, it's not. That totally because then people wouldn't recognize you because it's just anyone who's there in downtown Pittsburgh. Oh God! You know, my thing about getting hit by a bus is stupid because he's not actually blind. So he he (laughs) still does have the ability to see. He's just pretending to be blind. (laughs) Okay, so his life would not be. You know what, Derek? That's not bad at all. That might work out. Because less people he knows would see him. More people would just assume he was just blind. Though, oh, but there's the school for the there's the school for the blind, like right over to the right of campus. Okay, yeah. I think it would be, we really it would be to... bad enough if you had him walk past the school of blind. Oh, that would be blind. really bad. 
Oh boy. That would be terrible. <laughs> oh God, this is going to be a mess. But yeah, yeah. we got to do it. We made a commitment. Like I said, we're good kids. So we honor commitments. That's right. Oh. That's what we take away from this. Honorable <laughs> men. <laughs> yes. When we play games, we play them yeah. by the rules. That's incredible. <laughs> Greg, do you guys have any uh, dumb rules that you guys stick to at Penn State like that? Mm. Honestly, not really. I mean, yeah, we, we live really or die by the much. odds. Yeah, I mean, we don't really have anything set like that. I mean, we do your typical stuff, but I mean, that's really about it. Nothing that strange. We have a bunch of weird inside jokes that only make sense to us. And we will like, that's fair. We say like a lot happen. of, we speak things like, we like have our own language, so to speak, where we just kind of that's say adorable. things like really lazily. It's like Klingon, equally as nerdy. Yeah. So like, we've all said <laughs> things to each other where we're at home and we're catching ourselves saying things that only make sense in the context of our apartment <laughs> and our parents are just like what did you just what did you just call that like, it's <laughs> that's um, that's really it something else that something else that's pretty unique to at least the four four or five of us roommates at Pitt is our love for powdered sugar on pizza and so before we wrap everything up i would like to put on the table that Amon is in fact the person who introduced me to this delicacy. And so delicacy uh, that is, is not the why right I am pleased. Uh, one of the reasons I am pleased that he was on the show today because he can provide another defense for one of the most controversial food opinions I have made on this show so far. And I've made a lot. Yeah. This is going so, on our social media. So you so better Amon, have a good reason. Okay. Go ahead. Um, so, so my job here is to defend the powdered sugar. Correct? I mean, you put it on there, so I just assumed you liked it. But unless you you're joining, unless you're joining the good side. Yes. Okay. Uh, what is the good side? The, the good powdered side. sugar. Yeah. The the good, the side, good side is, is that's no. absolutely absurd. No. Are you also like a no pineapple and pizza kind of guy? No. Yes. No oh, I love okay. pineapple, but I'm, I'm I live. can't put that on pizza. Okay, so I I'm think also I think not we, a big anchovy guy. We should probably yeah get into food here, so we'll have to discuss coleslaw as well. Um, but so the powdered sugar. Um. You know, there's different kinds of pizzas for different times, right? You have mm -hmm. your game day pizza, you have mm -hmm. your gourmet pizza, you mm -hmm. have your bar pizza. Mm -hmm. um, and also, you know, a quick little plug, and I'm not allowed to do that as a guest, but I don't think this is going to kill anybody. No, probably not. It will be yeah, just fine, I hope. I've been watching the Barstool Pizza Reviews while I'm in uh, quarantine. Uh-huh. It's because Dave Portnoy did, in fact, go to the University of Michigan. Yes, I've he's been to every um, major university. No, like he went there, like he graduated. Oh, oh gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, he's, he's an alum. Oh, you thought you were slick. Ooh, anyway, um, he was there last year. <laughs> um. So anyway, so you have different kinds of pizza. You also have your, you know, Saturday night, two yeah, late, late night out pizza. Your late night out pizza, and your standards for that kind of pizza are lower. Correct. Um. So I wouldn't advise powdered sugar for like, hey, let's go have a nice quality meal. That's fair. I'm so I'm, <laughs> yeah. Now you you've made it clear that there are stipulations on this concoction. Yeah, and I don't disagree with any of them so far. Yeah. So um, to me, the powdered sugar is like a you need, you need a pop. Yeah. You need something to just yeah. maybe your night didn't go so well. I mean, sure. that night was a good night, but still, maybe 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 it was a letdown when you come home, right? Maybe you didn't have the best time. Maybe you weren't able to get into the party you thought you were going to be able to get to because somebody didn't come to the door. You were like, hey, dude, I know uh, Joe 
whatever his name is. And they're like, no, he doesn't live here. And then you get turned away and you're like, oh man, I could really use something else to provide the pop in the night. And powdered sugar on pizza is that pop. And the difference is substantial. If it was just cheese, you know, you would have been like, oh, I didn't get into that party. But this is a different, this is a novel experience for most people. And if it's not a novel experience, it's at least an exciting one. So you're like, man, it's a little bit sweet, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is, Garrett. Yeah, I think it is, Amon. Perhaps this wasn't as bad as I thought. So if you're depressed, powdered sugar is the right pizza topping for you. Not even depression level (laughs) sadness or disappointment, just disappointment. Yeah, uh, on that on note, I'll get right on it because I really need some pop in my life. Right do you now. then do it, man? <laughs> yeah, we're all stuck inside. What can add the spice? Not spicy food, but sweet food. Right. Yeah. So I mean, here's here's my here's my I guess my hot take, the the official little uh, my my thesis I guess. Mm-hmm. Spice up your life a bit with, with some you know powdered sugar on your pizza. Mm-hmm. Don't knock it till you try it. If you're someone no, who tries see, it and you yeah. don't like, it, that's okay. Duh. Same for anchovies. That's what I'm saying. This is why we're living together, Amon. God, I love you. I love you too. <laughs> um, that is absolutely going on our Twitter right but, there. That was quite right. the moment. <laughs> but in other food news, uh, Amon and I do differ on this, and he is a coleslaw advocate. So we thought you might as well give his opinion on coleslaw as well because it's not a one-sided show. This is for any opinion you have. And just like it. that, the love is gone. Yeah. The love is not gone. <laughs> the love never leaves. The, the love was always there. The deal breaker. Love was always I mean, there. Derek, what did he say? He said, if you like coleslaw, you're scum of the earth or something. If yeah. you bring it to the cookout as your dish. Yeah, you know, Pure, 4th like, of July if, bonfire type deal. It's like everyone, not, everyone's got to bring a dish. If you're the guy who's bringing the coleslaw to that event... You are the, quote, scum of the earth. This is, this is because, just before Amon gets into his defense, I would like to defend this statement that I made that absolutely made some people mad, right? <laughs> they went to bed angry because of something I said, and that is not how I like to live my life. But I must clarify this. If you bring only coleslaw to the cookout, <laughs> you are scum of the earth. If you show up with, like, just a tub of wet cabbage right? That you mixed with some mayonnaise or whatever, however you're making it, you suck. And that's all I have to say. But if you show up with coleslaw and like some homemade cornbread, yes, please bring it. I can live with the coleslaw if you add in the cornbread. You show up with some banging mac and cheese, fine. That's okay. But if you just bring coleslaw, you suck. Where are you going where you get two dishes to bring? I don't know. (laughs) Not like the traditional potluck where it's like if your last name starts with Z, bring a salad. (laughs) Well, I mean, that that, that happened many a times and many a different salads were brought. All right. Anyway, sorry. Okay. Amon, go ahead. Coleslaw. You like it. Here's my question. I get it if someone brings like, you know, someone made a nice, beautiful brisket. The other Mm -hmm. person made pulled pork, which unfortunately I never had. Um, Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know? Mm -hmm. A really nice, like, crispy salad that's not just all lettuce. Mm-hmm. I could go down with some, some spaghetti. Who knows, right? Mm-hmm. Who knows? The cookout, anything can happen. Yeah, even macaroni salad. I love macaroni Ooh. salad. Mm-hmm. But um, what if they bring, like, a lot of coleslaw? <laughs> like, what are you talking? Like, okay. Oh, like, the ratio of coleslaw to cornbread skews heavily towards coleslaw. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
It would have to be some good cornbread to make up for it then, I guess. <laughs> well, no, no, no. What I'm saying is like they, they clearly put in the work to make a dish oh. in a large quantity. Mm. And they, that, that they thought would please the masses. They're like, people are going to love this. Like the accessibility of coleslaw, is that what you're like making it accessible to people who want it? Yeah, I mean, okay. Doing me, a let service. Me, let me make something very clear. Here's how I look at coleslaw. Mm-hmm. And I think we said this before we, you know, we got on. It is to some degree a palate cleanser. You, know, you have a lot of salty, spicy things. You can have the coleslaw and maybe you don't want such a risky bite. You just want to enjoy yeah. and relax, right? Um, but I also kind of look at coleslaw as like the, the band member that ties things all together, you know? Okay. You know, you have to have like the normal one to have like the dark one and like the expressive one. Mm-hmm. Like the guitar player in uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, you know? Mm. Anthony Kiedis. You know, born in Michigan, of course. That's the only reason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, he's pretty crazy. Uh, what's Flea, the bass player? He's pretty crazy. Yeah, you can't handle John Fafafo, whatever his last name is. Yeah, close enough. And he's pretty laid back and he does his job. That's coleslaw. Okay. So, you know what? Now that you put it like that, defending it for its usage, not for its taste, for the part it plays in the overall game that is the cookout, um, I, I might be willing to admit that I might, I may have been too harsh on coleslaw. I'm sorry. Wow. Um, I'm just saying, moment, I'm not, yeah, wow. I'm not saying that I'm going to eat it. I'm not saying that I'm going to eat it. I think we have a first. I do like that you have put it into context. Why on earth someone would decide that coleslaw is the dish to bring? Um, I, you know what? Cause you know, personally, right. I don't like it. I'm not going to eat it. On permani sandwiches, it's fine because it's not like the wet, like mayonnaise or however yeah, else. But without can... the coleslaw, the permani like... sandwich is just meat and French fries. Like you need oh. something else. Uh, you know what? That's fair. That's fair. That's what I'm saying. And I feel like if I showed up to a cookout that did not have coleslaw present, I would not think that cookout was legit. I would be like, they're posing. They don't have quality. The quality of the other foods available that I will eat is low. Because they don't have a staple of the cookout, which is coleslaw. Now, I will still stand by that if all you bring is coleslaw, you are kind of the worst and are lazy. But uh, if you bring something else, even if it's in a small batch, maybe it's, maybe it's some cornbread you really put some love into. Mm. You really worked hard on that cornbread. Maybe it's, it's a single loaf, right? It's a single small loaf even. That's fine. As long mm. as you put in some effort with something else. But I do really appreciate how you have given coleslaw a role that to me now seems vital now that you've explained it in such a way. Cause I think it is, I think coleslaw might be indispensable from the cookout. So I'm sorry. That's what I have to say. So to recap, you don't have a legit cookout unless you have coleslaw, but even if you have coleslaw, Garrett still will not serve himself that coleslaw at your cookout. That's right. There's no way I'll put it on my plate. <laughs> but you only have a legit cookout if the coleslaw is present i'm not thinking about just myself when i attend the cookout the cookout is a community gathering everyone has to have something that they like and you know, some things that i like other people might not like and i might be offended by something that someone else brings in is this painting a picture serving as an allegory for maybe the rest of society as a whole perhaps perhaps it is but you know what? We don't really make these takes here. So take this story as you will. But I will now accept the presence of coleslaw at the cookout. Mm. That is what I have to say. Derek, what's your take on all this? Yeah. What do you mean? I, I mean, personally, I grew up 
probably about until the age of 15 where I never really liked coleslaw in general. And I was probably in the same boat as Garrett, but around 16, I'd say like halfway through high school, I began putting it on my permani sandwiches and Mm -hmm. that that in turn changed my mind on what I thought about coleslaw. And I'm more willing to have it on its own. When I went down to Myrtle beach over spring break, I had a side of coleslaw and I did eat it. And I said, wow, this actually isn't as terrible as I thought it was growing up. So my mind has since been turned around and I think coleslaw is essential, but it's not something I'm willing to die for. That's, That's fair. Yeah, unlike I'm willing to die for the late night powdered sugar on pizza. I will die for that dish. Yeah, and uh, stay tuned. I'll also die for grilled salmon. Well, that's I just a like, random thing I had to put in. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people like grilled salmon. It's really not yeah. that hot. And anyway, taste. hey, if you ever go to a cookout with Amon, invite him and ask him to make his brisket. Because he blew my mind one day with some Instapot brisket, man. Blew my mind. I was floored. When I, it melted in my mouth, it was like I put a popsicle, a meat popsicle in my mouth, but it was really warm. Um, that was just because it melted in my mouth is really what I was trying to get. Yeah, You're saying the meat popsicle that I made for you melted in your mouth. <laughs> yes. I'm just, I'm I just trying in, to make sure we're clear. I, I am in fact saying that. <laughs> when you're describing That's the brisket, the brisket. Yes. <laughs> I'm saying that. You, yeah. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what I said. Speechless. I said that, and I'm standing by it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um. So, well, that was fun. (laughs) Um, um, Aman, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, Um, it was an absolute pleasure. It was nice to talk to you again. Uh, you know, since you live in Detroit, so I can't talk to you as readily as my, uh, my homies who live around here. So. Um, lovely to have you and thank you for your defense of powdered sugar on pizza really what you did was paint a great you really you stepped in here and you provided a context in which both of those foods are necessary and can be enjoyed hmm. and that was, I think that's vital for the debate that Derek and I were missing earlier so that's why you got to talk it out with everybody man yeah I think we I think we got a lot done here today uh, like I said this I think is probably a top five moment for me in general for my life yeah <laughs> um So yeah, I think it was a productive episode and I was really happy to be here. All right. Thanks again to Aman for coming on the show. He was a good time to have. I actually had a lot of fun with that one. So I think that was, we're constantly improving every episode, honestly. I would say so, yeah. Uh, Good time. I did that entire episode on a makeshift desk made out of uh, dumbbells and boxes. So that was... (laughs) Hopefully, room for improvement there as well. We'll get it. We'll get a studio soon. Yeah, that that is the goal. <laughs> that is the goal. Well, thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here next Monday morning for the next episode of Overly Confident. Yep. Thanks for listening. Make sure you check us out on all our social media yes. platforms as Do well, that. and leave us any questions if you want to get featured on an episode or even come on as a guest, because we got plenty of room for those. Until then. We'll see you next week. Later. Thank you for listening to the Overly Confident Podcast. Please leave a rating to let us know how much you enjoy the show. For the most up-to-date news on the podcast, please check out the GD Podcast Twitter account. And feel free to check us out on all other platforms.